Welcome to Storytime with Shining Nathan. This is a comfy space for you to be able to sit down, relax, and enjoy a story told to you by your gay auntie. If you haven't yet, please feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Shining underscore Nathan. And we are a subscription-based model, so if you like what you hear, please go to patreon.com forward slash Shining Nathan. Now grab yourself a snack, something to drink, and get all cuddled up for some fantastic tales. Hello, sweet peas and sugar dumplings. This is your gay auntie. And as always, I'm so glad you're here. If you found me organically, welcome. Sit down and enjoy some wonderful storytelling. If you followed me here from TikTok, well, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm excited to do this next story time. Because as you all know, I'm going to be doing the holiday stories. And today we're going on to one for Hanukkah. Now, this story, I was given the opportunity and given the permission by Chabad.org to present and read to y'all, so I am very excited. If you want to read more of these stories, feel free to go to Chabad.org forward slash holidays, and there should be many stories for you to enjoy. Now, let's get into this wonderful story. It's a very good one called When Hanukkah Lasted Ten Days. Now, let's get on in, shall we? The following account was shared by the late Rabbi Yoel Frankenthal, a Holocaust survivor who went on to rebuild a full Jewish life in the Holy Land. Now, by the time the war ended, I worked in about ten Nazi labor camps. The first one, in Obernik, about 30 kilometers north of Poznan, is where we had a ten-day Hanukkah. For my Americans, 30 kilometers is 18.6 miles. We were a group of boys from the Cheshitic Yeshiva of Gur, living in the Pirbenis ghetto. We managed to gather daily on the roof of a private house near the market square, hidden from sight, to study and pray. Even as our bellies were empty, our hearts were full of spiritual nourishment. Many others were forced to work for labor for the Nazis, but we stayed in our little hideout and studied Torah and prayed. The sadistic soldiers loved to abuse the Jews during their forced labor and came up with all kinds of creative ways to do so. For example, they derived perverse satisfaction from humiliating the workers who were cleaning the streets. To that end, any Jew who was assigned to street cleaning had to walk through the streets with a large broom over his shoulder. This gave me an idea. I got hold of a large, bulky broom, and early in the morning, when many others were out cleaning the streets, I would quickly make my way to the hideout with my broom over my shoulder. Now and then I'd pause to sweep, pretending to be engrossed in my cleaning task, until I made my way safely to my destination. Things could only carry on for so long, and in the end our little hideout was raided, and we were transported as a group to the Ordinick labor camp. In the camp, we were forced to labor from morning to night. There was no room for shenanigans. Only our bodies were enslaved, however. Our spirits remained free. Our dank barrack was without windows, and our only companions were insects and rodents. At nights, we were not closely supervised by the guards, and this worked to our benefit. Every night, we provided a small amount of oil, 
which we placed in an ink container and used to provide a single flame of light. Every evening, as soon as the flame was lit, we'd make the best of our short time before darkness prevailed and held a nightly Talmud class. And here's just a little about the Talmud before we get back into the story. The Talmud comprises hundreds of years of Jewish scholarship and tradition. It's in both Hebrew and Aramaic. The Talmud is a central work of rabbinic scholarship. A running commentary on the Mishnah, it covers virtually every facet of Torah learning and insight in all human life. Studying Talmud and plumbing its texts for deeper and richer meaning is the work of a lifetime and the calling of every Jew. This has been provided by Chabad.org as well. Now back into the story. There was a fellow Jew named Yankowitz who smuggled in a small volume of the Talmudic tractate Shabbat. As soon as the wick was lit, Yankowitz would begin his lecture. How he was able to make out the tiny words with that weak light, I don't know. Maybe the letters jumped out at him, or perhaps he knew the tractate by heart. Either way, we would listen to every word he said. When the light sputtered out, leaving a puff of smoke in the velvety blackness, we discussed and review what we had learned. Hanukkah was approaching, and naturally our minds turned to the subject discussed in the second chapter of the tractate Shabbat. Which oil and wicks one may or may not use to light the Hanukkah candles? The problem was that we had no wicks or fuel to light, save our nightly ration of oil, which was tiny enough as it was. Furthermore, we could not use the same flame for both Hanukkah lamp and to provide lighting, since one must not benefit from the light of the Hanukkah flames. But giving up our daily Talmud class, which gave so much spiritual satisfaction and meaning to our lives, was not an option either. We decided to begin saving a few drops of oil every night in the lead-up to Hanukkah, so that we'd be able to have our class and light a candle each night of the festival. We stored the oil in the empty shoe polish jar we had, hoping we'd have enough. Now another problem arose. When did Hanukkah begin? We were not sure which day of the Jewish month it was to begin with, and our problem was compounded by the fact that the month of Shizvan, which precedes Hanukkah, can either have 29 days or 30 days. We decided to play it safe and add an extra day on either end of the eight days we thought would be Hanukkah. The first night, based on our calculation, arrived. With great excitement, our hearts filled with pride as Yankowitz lit the first candle. We continued this practice for ten nights. In lieu of fulfilling the mitzvah properly, with rows of flickering flames for each of us, we enthusiastically learned the Jewish laws of the Hanukkah candles in our precious volume of the tractate Shabbat. Our small flames only burned for a few short minutes each night, but at least we fulfilled the mitzvah to publicize the miracle of Hanukkah, feeling deep in our hearts that miracles could still happen to us, and that all was not lost. Now, for those of you who may not know what Hanukkah is, I'm going to provide this wonderful description from Shabbat.org as well. 
Hanukkah is the Jewish eight-day wintertime festival of lights, celebrated with a nightly menorah lighting, special prayers, and fried foods. The Hebrew word Hanukkah means dedication, and is thus named because it celebrates the rededication of the Holy Temple. You see, in the 2nd century BCE, the Holy Land was ruled by the Seleucids, or the Syrian Greeks, who tried to force the people of Israel to accept Greek culture and beliefs instead of mitzvah observance and belief in God. Against all odds, a small band of faithful but poorly armed Jews, led by Judah the Maccabee, defeated one of the mightiest armies on earth, drove the Greeks from the land, reclaimed the holy temple in Jerusalem, and rededicated to the service of God. When they sought to light the temple's menorah, the seven-branched candelabrum, they found only a single crush of olive oil that had escaped contamination by the Greeks. Miraculously, they lit the menorah, and the one-day supply of oil lasted for eight days until new oil could be prepared under conditions of ritual purity. To commemorate and publicize these miracles, the sages instituted the festival of Hanukkah. At the heart of the festival is a nightly menorah lighting. The menorah holds nine flames, one of which is the shamash, or the attendant, which is used to kindle the other eight lights. On the first night, they light just one flame. On the second night, an additional flame is lit. By the eighth night of Hanukkah, all eight lights are kindled. On Friday afternoon, care must be taken to light the menorah before Shabbat candles are lit, and the following evening they are to be kindled only after Shabbat has ended. Special blessings are recited, often to a traditional melody, before the menorah is lit, and traditional songs are sung afterward. A menorah is lit in every household, or even by each individual within the household, and placed in a doorway or window. The menorah is also lit in synagogues and other public places. In recent years, thousands of jumbo menorahs have cropped up in front of city halls and legislative buildings and in malls and parks all over the world. They recite the special halal prayer daily and, in, and add Val Ha Nisim in their daily prayers and in the grace after meals to offer praise and thanksgiving to God for delivering the strong into the hands of the weak, the many into the hands of the few, the wicked into the hands of the righteous. I hope you've enjoyed this telling of another beautiful holiday celebrated during wintertime. As always, I'm doing these so you can just learn a little bit about the other wonderful, beautiful cultures and holidays experienced around the world in your country as well. I thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to reading more of these holiday stories for you for the next time. As always, if you enjoyed my reading, feel free to go to my patreon.com forward slash shining Nathan, where you can become a Patreon for as little as $3. Now, you take care of yourself. Remember, you are worth so much in this world. And as always, drink your water, my love. I love you. I want to give another special thank you to Chabad.org for allowing me permission to read from their site and one of these wonderful stories. I will produce, be producing another story on Hanukkah later on in the month, so stick around and enjoy, and we will continue more of these beautiful holiday tales.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Storytime with Shining Nathan. If you did, remember to subscribe and feel free to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to support this channel and your gay auntie, go to patreon.com forward slash Shining Nathan. If you have any suggestions on pieces we can read, feel free to email us at yourgayauntie at gmail.com. Remember, you are loved, you are fully valid, and we're so happy you're here. You take care of yourself.